The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So, hello everyone, and we're here at the second talk for this week's series on love in times of challenge. And um, so, just just repeat a little bit what I said for the the guided meditation. We have many systems operating within us, and... um, physical, psychological, physiological, mental systems, some of which can work independent enough from each other, and some uh, work together. But even some of that are independent can cooperate. So for people who can hear and people who can walk, uh, those two functions can operate independent from each other. And, but also, they can support each other. If you walk, and um, hearing a, a car coming up from behind you makes you safer as you walk. And um, <clears throat> so, we have two primary systems in, in, uh, that Buddhism focuses on. The most common way they talk about it is the wholesome and the unwholesome. But I don't know if that really represents well what happens for us inside, what I want to emphasize. I'd like to, I like to think of them as being the protective and the, and the nurturing. The protective and the cultivating. So the protective is what reacts. And the reactive mode, if something dangerous happens suddenly, we have to act instinctively and quickly and just react, you know, without thinking about it. But this reactive mode can operate when there's no immediate pressing danger. And so, um, and sometimes what we're reacting to is our own thoughts. I've sit quietly sometimes and, or just been by myself and, and started to have a little fantasy imagination of some scene that turned out to be kind of dangerous. And I could feel my system reacting to it. I just get tense and activated and, and a little bit feel an alarm comes up. And it's all a product of my imagination. It's not a real thing. But my system is reacting to the imagination. And so some people then end up living in a reactive mode, this protective mode, way too often in such a way the protective mode is not really protecting us. It's doing the opposite. That uh, overprotection, overreacting, always being in this reactive mode is phenomenally stressful uh, for us, for the system. So, um, so it has its role, but it can be overdone. The other system is the nurturing one, the one allows that cultivates something to grow and develop from the inside out. And um, uh, nurtures um, the, some, the wholesome in us, and that system has, operates very differently. Uh, it doesn't react to anything. Uh, it uh, it um, wells up from within, and we create the conditions for it. We create the ease, 
And part of the reason to relax deeply and, and live with less, less stress is so this deeper system, the nurturing system, can operate best. And that nurturing system sometimes has a lot of intelligence that can help us find our way through life's challenges in a very different way than the protective system does, which tends to focus on the immediacy of things and, and, um, and sees things through the lens of threat and fear. Doesn't see th- uh, things through this lens of the wholeness of it. And um, so this nurturing system is where love exists, the kind of deep abiding, um, uh, uh, nurturing love, which wells up from the inside and does not get entangled with the reactive system. Sometimes what we call love is mostly in this world of reactivity, transactional love, a love that comes from um, maybe feeling insecure and what we really are in love with is not a person, but we're look, searching for security in someone. And someone seems to provide security. And that's what we're really wanting. And the strong want for security, the strong want for um, children, the strong want for um, praise, strong want to um, be associated with someone who somehow builds up our sense of self. Um, it's, it's, it's kind of trying to find our way in the reactive mode rather than um, the love being something that wells up from the inside that's not transactional, it's not looking for getting something from someone else. Some people love others occasionally. Um, why they love them, in, in uh, quotation marks, um, is because they love, they're being loved. And it's so meaningful to be loved that they're in love with being loved more they're in love with the other person. So the love thing can be complicated when it's mixed up with the reactive mode. But uh, what we do when we uh, really can relax deeply and what Buddhism really champions is a non-transactional love, a love which is not needing or getting something from another person, but has a number of uh, beautiful qualities it has a tremendous appreciation of others for who they are. There is valuing others. Like this is an, they just have a tremendous sense of value and the importance of this person. There's a lot of respect for the other person. Um, That uh, respect that also includes kind of granting them, giving them their autonomy, uh, letting them make their own choices and have their own independent life in a certain way not needing to fold their life into mine so that I feel safe or secure. And, um, and then there, uh, the primary characteristics of this Buddhist love is uh, goodwill, is well-wishing, wishing, really wishing someone well. And that well-wishing is not you know, calculated well-wishing, but rather just a nurturing feeling, like you want to nurture this person or... Maybe that's a little bit suffocating for some people. They feel too nurtured, but but uh, we just want we want the best in them, and we take the light in in uh, the possibility of them thriving and being well, and and um, and this combination of respect, appreciation, valuing, and wishing people well, and uh, wanting to support the wellness in people um, is kind of this constellation that uh, is metta, loving kindness. 
And that's a nurturing system. So these th- things can operate together. They can be mutually supportive. But what happens when we're challenged? Uh, s- some challenges uh, uh, trigger the reactive system, the protective system, so strongly that uh, it's the only one that's operating. And if it's only the reactive system, it's fine uh, if the mountain lion is attacking you. But uh, uh, it's not fine if it's, uh, you're going for a job interview and the job interview is in a month and the whole month you're just living, kind of biting your fingernails and pacing around your room and kind of activated in some kind of tense way. Um, that's not healthy to live in that kind of reactive mode. To, to be hurt deeply and to live in the reactive mode that just keeps us close to the hurt and keeps us spinning in the reactive mode um, is also not healthy for us. So that to live solely in this reactive mode is not healthy. So when we're challenged, the important question I'd like to propose is where's the love? Can there be love here? Can there be kindness here? Where does, or where does kindness begin? Where do I find it here? And some of that we find in wanting it to be there, to want to have love, to want to have goodwill and metta. That desire for it is profound. It's the beginning of love. Even if you can't do it in a conventional way, you're beginning it by just wanting it. And just appreciating that wanting and relaxing, as opposed to being in this transactional mode of wanting and then depending on getting what we want, it's wanting and appreciating the wellspring within in which it comes from. And um, so when we're challenged, notice if you're forgetting this other whole system, the nurturing system within, and what can you do to tap into it? What can you do to let the nurturing system support you, to, to do self-care, to, to find ways in which to settle the reactivity enough or put it aside enough so that the nurturing system has a chance to, to emerge as well. Uh, maybe it's something, maybe going for a walk or stepping away from the challenging things, spending time with a friend who makes you kind of feel happy so that you're not always kind of caught in the realm of your challenge. And, um, and then you come back to the challenge in this, with, with this other mode available, the nurturing mode, the kind mode, the goodwill mode. And maybe your ability to engage in the challenge will be very different than if you're only living in the, the reactive mode. So this is a, this is a suggestion then that uh, there is a kind of a strategic stepping away from our challenges when possible, when it's not the mountain lion there. And meditation is one of the ways to step away from it, so we're not thinking about it chronically if we can. But find some way to step away enough so it's not obsessing the mind and allow something deeper to emerge from the inside, some sense of well-being, some sense of peace, some sense of calm, some sense of goodwill, of kindness. Look for the kindness. And sometimes it's enough to just ask the question, what's the kind thing to do here? What would be the kind thing right now? 
And inserting that in the middle of the, you know, swirl of challenges can um, contribute to there being light, you know, appearing in a dark room. It can, it can create space in a place that's been claustrophobic. So, um, non-transactional love, non-transactional metta and goodwill. What do you know about that? What do you know about love? How is it that your love for others is mixed up with transactional love or mixed up with the reactive system? Is there a clarification, a purification of love that's possible when we quiet the reactive mode down dramatically? And, uh, and then keep asking, what would be the kind thing here? What would be the supportive thing here? And finally, uh, this mode of coming from the nurturing mode, the kind mode, is, um, is one that um, wants the best for everyone involved, not just for oneself, not just for the other, for everyone involved. And believe it or not, even for the people who are our biggest challenge, even for the people who you might think of as your enemies, the goodwill mode has no boundaries for who deserves and doesn't deserve our basic goodwill. So thank you. And I hope that you take these words and reflect on them and think about them, maybe have conversations with people about them, and see if you can really kind of discover for yourself um, this uh, nurturing mode, the loving mode, and, uh, and how it can become a, a greater resource for you. Don't let it atrophy. Thank you.